0: Welcome back to Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you need wedding photography, pageant headshots, or if you have a special event, they are the photographers to get the job done. And if you need a videographer for a wedding, a commercial or a corporate event. They are the videographers to get the job done. So I hope you reach out to Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions to hire and videography and photography your next event. Our special guest this week is Jennifer Diaz. She is a former Miss Earth Florida USA. She's also a agent slash pageant coach and I am so excited for you to hear this wonderful interview with Jennifer. Jennifer is a really passionate person. She has gone through a lot of adversities, coming to America, learning English language and being bilingual, um, being able to really go through adversities and Jennifer is going to tell you your story so I hope you stay tuned and really enjoy this episode. And welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, it's always great to have um, uh, lovely new friends. Um, I I haven't had the opportunity to interview a lot of people from Florida, so it's always great to have more uh, Florida alumni um, on the show. And uh, and I don't think I have interviewed anyone that is living in Miami, Pacifico. So, and I know how uh, highly highly competitive the modeling and pageantry industry is in Miami. So, uh, it, it must be, um, really fun area to live in.
1: It is, it is. There's a lot of cultures. Uh, so it's always fun. It's fun to meet people.
0: So how did you get into doing modeling? Were you not, uh, modeling and pageantry when you were very young or were you more into sports and arts or, What's the, what, what was the starting point?
1: Well, my mom always enjoyed uh, the spotlight. I'm an only child. So therefore, she kind of... I think she kind of lives through me a little bit. And she used to be a pageant girl. So I started when I was very young, but then I stopped. And then I did not start again until I was 17. So I started a bit late more than a lot of the girls that are in the pageant industry and now,
0: modeling now when you say you started young how 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 young is that
1: i was about five
0: okay five so you did point, you did yeah. those small little the little cute the ones pageants. yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> now did mom did mom just compete or did she also hold a title
1: She competed in one pageant. She competed. So I'm originally from Honduras, and she competed for Miss Honduras.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. So she just did that that pageant, but she stayed with that seed in her. You know that the little itch to keep competing, and she just signed me up for one. Unknowingly to me. (laughs) I
0: think anyone that is really competitive has that itch in their their own lane. So that's only natural. So, do you find that you've um really have uh um learned a lot of positive attributes from your mom like stuff that she's learned or do you think there are just just some things that you naturally have um, learned by yourself
1: well i never had a coach and in my country there's not a lot of opportunity uh to learn as much as here in the U.S. here they take it a lot more serious and I think there's more resources for young girls to you know go after their dreams whether it be in
0: in modeling
1: or in pageantry or anything to do with the spotlight so I I learned a lot here more watching other girls compete than anything else I never really had a coach and now I'm a coach so
0: does that uh help you with your own career to see what other people are doing um, good and bad, and then it allows you to um, adapt really quickly and then implement that into your strategy to win?
1: Yes, definitely. And like I said, it, this being so big here in Miami and, and competing, the more I compete, the more I learn You know, from other girls and, and what they do. And also the girls that I compete against, they teach me a lot valuable things first runner-ups and even when i've lost i've even learned so i think it's very important that we watch other girls and not measure ourselves against them per se but just take tips and learn and and observe it's really important it really helps you grow
0: so jennifer you made a big point that you said you took a gap there so is that between um you moving from your home country to america or um you were just focused on school or other things
1: I was just focused on other things. I even developed this miscongeniality uh, mindset, like the movie, where I, I thought that it was very shallow for a while. I, I didn't think of it as anything substantial that would leave anything behind for me as a person. And then when I entered my first pageant, um, I realized that it, that wasn't the case. I, I really grew during the year that I held my first crown, Um, More in the community service aspect than just going to events, it really left a lot for me.
0: So are you you also leading me on to say that you were not um, very feminine? Were you more like a tomboy then or were you feminine but you just had bad ideas towards the pageant industry specifically?
1: Well, it was bad ideas towards the pageant industry and modeling in general, and also, I think, lack of self-confidence. Coming to this country when you don't know the language, and I came when I was about seven, six or seven, so I was not so little where I could pick up the language right away. I had to communicate with other kids, and it was very difficult for me, so I started losing my self-confidence. And so I never thought that I could be the girls that I would watch on TV, you know?
0: Are you still very bilingual? Are you able to fully communicate uh, is it Spanish that you would speak in or, yes. or or okay. So are you are you very still fluent in Spanish or because your English sounds impeccable. So I mean, I I applaud you. I mean, you definitely put your effort your effort and time into learning English. So
1: I'm fluent. However, there's some words that I do not know how to translate that I learned in English but did not learn in Spanish. So Achoo. I'm Spanglish. Here in Miami everybody understands Spanglish. Right.
0: Is that more like the four letter words or the four letter words are easy to comprehend?
1: No, they're easy.
0: So So what if you if you had that negative um Mindset going in, what? It was there. What do you attribute to actually doing that pageant and then competing? Did you had a friend that you happened to meet on, or did your mom actually encourage you to do it again? Like, because usually, if someone has, especially, no disrespect, but as a guy, when a woman has her mind made up, that usually doesn't change. So, so <laughs> you giggle, but um so it's very hard to change that mindset so did you have some kind of a personal aha moment
1: well i you know it's always like i said a learning experience even once i was a seasoned competitor i was still learning i was still learning things about myself and things about the industry but my mom really pushed me to it she said you know try it out never say never and if you really don't enjoy it then i will never force you to do anything it was just a project for her. It was just more for her to live out her dream. She had a daughter, an only child, so she said, hey, mm-hmm. let's just do it.
0: <laughs> and what was that first pageantry that – what was the first pageant that got you back into it?
1: So it was a it was a local pageant, the very first one that I did at, at 17, um, and it was Miss Honduras USA. So it was for the young ladies that – are Honduran-American, and they lived here in the U.S., and it would allow them to compete here and win a pageant here, but also get to travel to Honduras to do community service. Um, So I entered that. I competed against 18 girls, and I did not know what I was doing. I swear to you, I had no idea how to walk, no idea how to do my makeup. Um, I, I was lost And I don't know how I won. I don't know what they saw in me, but I won. And it wasn't the pageant itself, but the whole year holding the title, that really opened my eyes to more.
0: Do you find that you have much more connection now with your home country that you are able to hold that title and represent it so well?
1: Yeah, I do think so. I do think so. And also just... A lot of the community work was with people from my home country and Hispanic people. Um, for instance, we would do events for Thanksgiving. You know, feeding uh, families that did not have the finances to hold their own Thanksgiving dinners, and just getting to know the community was very important and very helpful for me.
0: Well, I I could see how beneficial that is. It also, I assume, it really allowed you to reconnect with a country that um you hadn't been a part of for so many years yes
1: yeah yeah definitely do you
0: do definitely. you find yourself that you're more american now or do you or do you still find you feel that you're 50 50
1: you know that it that is a, a very interesting question because sometimes i don't even know the answer to that i think that i'm very americanized um and it would be very hard for me to live in Honduras. It would be very hard for me to adapt because definitely lifestyle here is, is different, and culturally it's it's different also. The people here, how they behave. Um, however, in my household, we make it a point to to keep the roots alive. We eat Honduran food, um, even the slang. My slang is different in Spanish. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it's really important that you never really lose grips of where your culture is from. So, I mean, um, I'm not really sure on my my evolution tree, but I believe we're sixth or seventh generation. So, we, mm-hmm. we always have Italian food and have some some English food as well. So, I mean, that... That's a. I think that's just a normal thing that happens, and I I would assume that you would also do that for your family when you have one. So,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's nice to keep your culture alive. If we didn't do that, then I think that we wouldn't be the melting pot that we are now. You know.
0: Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Do you find? I mean, you, you, you fully admit that you think that it was just a fluke, but like looking back on it, do you think that they just happened to see how genuine you are and that they were looking for someone who was real and not someone who was like playing to the the judges and that's why you won that first pageant or are you just really good at pageants?
1: No, I I think that they saw potential more than anything. Maybe they because sometimes it happens. Uh, you see something raw. Maybe I mean you do photography, and I'm sure that sometimes you have seasoned models that know exactly their cues, I and mean, then sometimes you find it endearing when you have a girl that doesn't know what she's doing, but she has a dream. You know, so maybe I, that's what they saw.
0: No, yeah. I, I I mean I mean there are, you're you're absolutely right. You as a photographer you know the person she may not be fully confident she may not be a well-trained model but she could rock the world if she gave it her 100 percent. that's for sure yeah. and um i mean i think that you can see that in most athletes you you know in baseball if that person's got a beautiful swing you can just see it it's like you know it's it's yeah. As a guy, for you can see a gorgeous woman from a mile away. I mean, there there are there are what they say there are truths. There, you know, there are things that are that will be truth through the end of end of time. So, yes, yeah. Do you is it? Do you think that one of the things that you're really good at is just communicating um, who you are to that that judge panel? Because every time. I asked my guests, they always talk about the interview and I always think the interview is so important. So do you think that you just have a really great way of describing yourself and really killing that interview?
1: I love interview. Um, Now that I coach and I have clients in pageantry and, and modeling, I tell them take every chance you get to speak up and to, Portray who you are and who you want to be, how you want to be perceived, because that is when people truly fall in love with you. Um, I've judged pageants before, and that's what I look for. You know, when when a girl comes into the room and I fall in love with her personality, I'm already looking for her on stage because I want to see what else is there. And I think that you can teach a girl how to walk. You can teach her how to do her makeup. You can put a gorgeous gown on her. But if her personality isn't there, that's very hard to teach. That just comes from the person. That's something that is polished along the way. I love interview.
0: What are some um, really important things that you've learned that it comes to the interview that that people should just pay attention? Is there any some small tips that are really good to focus on? Like just some helpful or maybe one. I mean, I know this is a very complicated question, so...
1: No, no, it's, it's uh, this is what I do for work, so I'm happy to share. I think that many people are not aware of their energy before going into the room. Um, sometimes while the girls are waiting for their turn, they're in this really nervous mindset. But in reality, they should take that time, those 10 minutes or 15 or whatever time they have to... Look at themselves and really fall in love with themselves. Because when you love yourself and you step into that room, they cannot help but feel that energy. Do not try to lie to the judges and portray something you aren't. Just be unique. Um, Worry about your tone of voice. Eye contact is so important. And just smiling and nodding. Smiling and nodding is the biggest trick. Because when you smile and nod at people, naturally, psychologically, they will smile and nod at you also. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, I I agree. You know, eye contact um, is so important. You know, there's so much you can tell by just communicating with your eyes that you can't say with your with your um that you can't say it. That um, sometimes talking is not um, easily to uh, voice out. You know, maybe yeah. you're, you you can stumble over your 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 uh, your actual words. So yeah um i i just shot a a COVID 19 um wellness video and yes and one of the things that i was expressing to them is like make sure that your eyes are very bright and open and make sure you use hand because we can't see your mouth so it's all about Uh your all we can see is your eyes so true you know um does if it's all about like expressing that from the face then you know is wardrobe not as really important like you know do you think they could easily get away with like you know just a normal outfit do you do you think that the judges really care if you have a 200 um suit on or 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 mini dress or whatever or 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 that plays a little bit of role because it goes with confidence. Or, or if you if you believe in yourself, it doesn't matter what you're wearing.
1: I think there there has to be a level of um, presentation on the physical aspect you have to put effort into. However, I do think that even if you don't get the exact outfit that they like, and even if you stumble your words just a little bit. But your energy is there. I think you could sell anything. I really do believe that. I've seen it happen with me. Sometimes I haven't been able to answer certain questions and I've laughed and I've said, you know, I'm really nervous. This means so much to me and I've been preparing, but that question is just so good that it's hard for me to answer. And I'm honest about it. And I, I want that pageant. <laughs> well,
0: of course. So I guess to answer the question because i'm i'm really about details so you would agree that the the outfit or dress is important it is okay it is so do you think you could do you think that you could have it all mentally and and you know expressing it and if your outfit is not on point you could kill it like you could you could make a bad impression
1: yes definitely definitely um i think Not a bad impression, but you can make the impression that this year might not be your year. You know, I've seen girls come in while I've been judging and they are just so amazing and and they can express themselves and they come in in outfits that look like they're going to the club and you say, well, everything's on point, but, and that but can make the difference.
0: Well, I would agree with you. There's a difference between having a club outfit, but do you think if, What if they were poor and they had they had a dress that was appropriate, but, you know, maybe it was a little ragged like it wasn't like brand new. Do you think that that would kill them, too?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that as long as you look put together, even if it's not, you know, um, Michael Kors dress, you know, and you have uh, one from a generic department store, but it looks put together and your sense of fashion is there. I don't think that the price would matter. I don't think so. It would have to be something very, very extreme. I
0: I would hope so. I mean, I, I, I would hope that, you know, when I judge, I, I do look at that, but I really don't, I mean, I, I it's hard because sometimes, you know, what the opportunities that a pageant could bring to someone that may be living day to day could be huge. And you never know yeah. where the, those um those opportunities and also where those financial things are. So this might be their most financial uh, uh excess they've spent the entire year. So um so you think that there's still opportunities, but they've got to really crush it on the other side. Then.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's opportunities for everyone, really. Um, like i said as long as you're conscious of the outfit that you're putting together it can really be, be anything for instance if you you can find a black dress or a white dress anywhere you know just be aware that it might be a little too short and then just play with the other aspects of it um, be conscious of the way that it looks on you but the price range does not necessarily matter because I rather have a girl that is dressed down but kilted in the speaking aspect of it, than a girl that's dressed to the nines and cannot answer a single question.
0: I mean, I feel that way. I mean, I think, I mean, I if I was a judge, I'm picking the person that can go to any local senator or local congressman, be to communicate well, or go talk to the president, and I really don't care if she um, oh, is yes. is not capable of buying. A new dress because when you become a title holder, you usually get a lot of free stuff, so yes. you know, a lot of that is um, mitigated by sponsors. So, um, Definitely.
1: I could totally agree,
0: yeah, with that. And, and you have lots of experience like that. So, so, um, so you, you have this whole year representing your home country. Um, what was the next pageant like? So, you were saying that that you were kind of finding your way. So at the end of that year, are you hooked at this point and, and you want to do another pageant or did you take a break?
1: No, I jumped right into the next one. Like I said, I was pursuing the year that comes with winning. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't necessarily pursuing the, the adrenaline yet of competing. Now I, I love everything from beginning to end. You know, of course, I don't like my farewell so much, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think any pageant girl likes that. Well, you would um, love
0: yeah. you would love my idea. If I ever had a pageant, like if I ran the actual whole system, I think I have a oh. really cool concept. Would you really would you like to hear
1: it? I would love to hear
0: it. <laughs> so um, I think it would be cool that if the girl would want to hold the title that. Mm-hmm. She would get the opportunity to compete with the final three, so that means that she'd have to do oh. the final walk. She'd have to do the final uh, fitness or bikini competition, and then the final interview. So, if she wanted to keep her title, she'd have to she'd have to compete for it. But like she she had already won it, so she'd have to just compete with the top three. And I I thought wow. that I would think that'd be cool because. That would put like a really dispense on it because that means that you could like, you and then maybe you have a turn limit like you could only do it f- one time. You could only return, so you could only have you can only hold the title for two years. But I yeah. thought I I was I had I just think that like especially when you have a really great pageant title like if you have someone who's a really great title holder, you know it's always a shame because you tend to really find your stride. I I work with a lot of title holders and they seem to get their stride at that, like that nine month mark, you know, and it would be so cool to have another year to, to see them achieve their goals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that during the time that you're not competing or sometimes the more girls compete, the more confident they get in a good way. And sometimes it can work against you um, because the girl that, holds the title might go in and say, Oh, well, you know, I already have this. So I'm already a winner, you know? And then you might have somebody that's really great that kind of puts you in your place and, and brings you all your high horse. I,
0: I always, you know, I, you know, people that, uh, that are so great, you know, I always feel, I feel horrible that, that they don't ever get the opportunity to like be like well you have to beat me for my title you know it's i guess it's. i'm very competitive so to me it's like like in most sports you get to defend your title you know or compete for it so this is one of these weird um competitions where you have to actually just lay down and give it up and i um i always thought that is a if you want to compete for it you should have the right and i i i like i just think it would be cool but
1: I think it would be different. And I think mm-hmm. that you would have a lot of contestants wanting to do that. Yeah, a exactly. Lot of girls.
0: And, a lot of girls. And it would mm-hmm. be something so different because there's no other system that offers that and does that. And I think it would be such a game changer.
1: Yeah. And it, it ups the stakes. I mean, we compete because we like that adrenaline. And sometimes you see girls taking long breaks because they're tired of that exact same, same routine however i think that that would you should do that i'll compete <laughs> oh, okay
0: <laughs> um we just got to come up you know there's every uh name for pageants now you have galaxy earth uh, yes. you know like so we we got to come up with like a really unique you know i mean there's leaving you know universe you know i i got to think of something that's that has never come up with you know and catchy i know <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's like even a glitter glitter pageant, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something also that fits in the in in the sash, you know. Sometimes you have these pages yeah. that have five days.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm big about also if we're gonna have a pageant, we should have the the, we should use the English language properly. Like they're doing this of, for like, and that's not really appropriate. Like it's. It's it's spelled right, but it sounds wrong. I don't like that either. Like, if we're gonna have it, like, it needs to sound, you know, you know what I mean, right?
1: Yeah, like they do the the most perfectest woman of the world.
0: Yeah, and and I agree with you. It if we're gonna have the, the sash, the title can't be longer than the girl's waist, you know. So if yeah. she's gonna have a zero waist, it can't be that long of a name. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're coming up with great ideas here. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You know, hey, you know, th- it just gives someone else uh, more reasons to listen to our show. You know, um,
1: there you go. <laughs> if they wanna, if they wanna contribute to ideas, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: hey, you just email me at paul at mavpp You know, I'll, I'll I'll take a donation anytime. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you come off your your first title. What was the next uh? competition that you actually competed for
1: so i've competed and i'm not sure which one came first i think that i did something in orlando called miss mundo latina and it was basically kind of a small miss universe for latina women okay and yeah but they took girls from different parts of the u.s so you had girls coming from all over the u.s to compete and there i made Top ten, and I won Miss Top Model Florida.
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, and then I competed for the USA system.
0: Now, going um, before you jump ahead, is that the system that has the uh, purple sash or 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 yeah, purple sash, right?
1: Um, because by there, the time there, it was black, it was, it was black. black
0: one. But is it now purple?
1: You know what? I don't know. I think that they sold the pageant and somebody else revamped the whole thing.
0: Yeah, because I I think my friend um is was a director for it in Maryland, but they I think they oh. they just call it the lat, and I'm maybe maybe it's they this another, but there's one called the Miss Latino pageant. Huh,
1: I know that their Galaxy does one called Belleza Latino, Yes I think too.
0: that's a totally different one. Because yeah. I've had the privilege of working with um, one of the title holders almost uh, seven years ago. So, and that's a cool system because if you win that title, then they give you entry into Miss Miss Galaxy the following year, which is so awesome.
1: I've been wanting to do that one for a while.
0: I would encourage you to do so. I mean, I mean, now, when it comes to pageants, how do you pick pageants? Do you pick it because it's... Of the sash or the organization, or do you are you a crown person? Because if you are a crown person, you can't get a better crown than the Miss <laughs> Latin, the Miss, uh, the the one that's associated with Galaxy. Because those two crowns are just like off the charts.
1: I I well, let me tell you, yes, the crown plays a very important role. I love crowns. I think that there's, I like comfy crowns too. By the way.
0: Oh well, you definitely don't want a, that one because trust me um it like it, it's it's heavy and it will dig into your head so you definitely need crown booties <laughs> i don't know if yeah. you ever i don't know if you've ever gotten those before no
1: are those the cushions that you put under
0: yeah 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 Yeah,
1: the, I've, I've heard of them
0: <laughs> my uh, m- my one friend that i i i worked with in chicago when i was coming back from california um i stopped and i did a photo shoot in her house we like built a studio in our house for the photo shoot and she was showing me that her crown, because she would be... A, there are people that I know, and I don't know how, what your thought is, but there are people that like to wear their their crown everywhere, and there are people that like to wear their sash everywhere, and they don't wear their crown. But well, she was expressing to me that she loves her crown so much, um, and she had a divot in, her, in the top of her head where the crown was pushing.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: because it was so heavy, so... Ouch. So, be you
1: get crown hair? Yeah.
0: Well, also, it's leaving a permanent mark in your forehead. So, so be <laughs> be careful.
1: They're battle scars.
0: <laughs> I guess so. You know.
1: Yeah. No, I, I pick them. I like the crowds. I also pick it by word of mouth since I surround myself with a lot of pageant girls. Um, I ask them, "How was your experience during the year?" Because, I mean the The pageant itself is one thing, but if you win, you have one year in this family that you've been adopted into. So that experience has to be great.
0: Oh yeah, but you also I I hope you also try and build a friendship because you're also when you when you win that state or that or that national title, you hold that title. Mm-hmm. F- you're you're a forever national title holder or state title holder. So that's yes. You know that's is that something that you also want to is that something that also can um, intrigues you is that you have a legacy that you're always going to be included in the name of other people that have gone before you and will co- go for you afterwards?
1: Yes, definitely. And I have, I'm friends with most of uh, my past directors that I keep in touch with, you know. Sometimes you move on from pageants, but there's some that I've had a really good experience with. And even now, um, they ask me to come back to the pageant and either be a judge or even train the girls. So like, hey, you know, come, come back and, and teach the girls what you know. And, and I think that that's very important that there's that we're building, you know, building together.
0: No, it's really important. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. Okay. So you were mentioning that you transitioned from very smaller pageants into like what I would say the big leagues. And in no way I hope that doesn't insult anyone out there. But um, a lot of people take it like really seriously when you compete for America or USA. So were you scared or like excited to go to the next level or did you not even feel that way? Did you feel that it was just another pageant? It just had that ra- name recognition behind it.
1: Well, I think anybody that knows about pageantry would want to try the usa system at least once Uh, there's a they they have built their name you know and that was part of it another thing is that i thought i was ready i i thought that there's certain things that couldn't fulfill my pageant needs anymore and i just wanted to go bigger and bigger and bigger and i'm glad that i did i'm glad that i took uh the steps of course you're always scared (laughs) you're always scared because when you go into a pageant you have newbies, but you also have girls that have done that pageant five times, maybe. Do you f- and you bump into those girls, and, and they're intimidating.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, going into it with um, a small amount of pageant, uh, but having success with a with a national title uh, representing your home country, did you feel going into it like confident that? You know, you should be able to do well, even though you there may be people that are focusing on this pageant and they continue not to win. So do you think that going into it, did you think that you still had a lot to learn that they could help you achieve your goals along the way?
1: Yeah, when I first took that leap, I did think that. Honestly, I I thought to myself, I don't have a a shot (laughs) at it okay because the girls were stunning like i said they had been preparing and the first year i went into it very lightly just live the experience have fun um enjoy where you're at because you know when you go to the u to usa system um i'm not sure if they do it now but they would put us for a whole week in a hotel so we would get to bond with the girls and i was looking forward to those moments the moments to to meet these girls from all over florida and and see what what happens behind the the, the scenes you know when you're creating this big production i i was starstruck by it
0: <laughs> well yeah i i would imagine um competing in such a large state i can't um i guess i can only compare that to what like California or Texas where you have so many smaller uh, communities coming together and then um, it's pretty awesome that they gave you a week I know Maryland um, only has a weekend but we have such a smaller uh, demographic of contestants we only have roughly 50 so what did you have like 100 or more competing for Florida
1: the last time I know we had 70 something girls competing so that's, so, yeah.
0: that's a lot.
1: That is a lot. <laughs> so
0: like, what was your mindset? How did you go into that competition and really um, make yourself uh, stand out? Because I'm assuming you had a lot of faux Latino uh, sisters there as well as Every other ethnicity, I mean, Florida is known for being very, very diverse. So was it very um, competitive, and and what were you doing to really stand out?
1: Well, first off, when you have – You know, Florida, I believe, and I think California was the other one that used to do prelims for Miss USA. Other ones, you just had to go straight into the pageant um, at large and just compete, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But here we had directors. So maybe one director would own several local pageants. So when you won your title for your city you got to meet all the other girls from the same director that won their titles. So you started creating your friendships from there. Then you would go to orientation already with kind of your little crew, you know, your group, and you were each other's support. And you were like a little family. Um, I remember that there were moments where, uh, you know, I lost the lash and I would just pick up my phone and call the other room and say, Hey, can I please borrow your lashes? And and it was that uh, sisterhood. And I made a lot of friends even from girls that were in different uh, cities that I did not know before. Uh, But there's some girls that take it very serious, very serious and are very competitive.
0: Well, I assume that you take it very um, seriously, too. I mean, you now have a business where you're helping people prepare. So that I I mean, I'm going to stand up for you and say that you take it as serious as um, I mean, maybe you don't want to be that bold and be like that but like you're taking it as seriously as any other person is
1: yes no i I do take it serious i take it serious when i prepare um going into the pageant i prepare as much as i can you know i i work on me and on this product because at the end of the day models and pageant girls are a product and you have to take care of that product you have to physically emotionally, mentally, you have to prepare. But once I take that step out onto the stage, it's no longer, um, you know, I have to beat everybody. It's more of a, here I am. This is what I've been working for. I believe in me enough that I know that I am the person you want to to pick for this crown. I know that I'm going to represent it well. And I believe it so, so much that my only goal is for the judges to believe the same thing that I do at that point. Yeah, of course. And everything fades out. The other girls don't matter at that point. It's just me and the judges. No, of
0: course. So how many years did you compete for USA?
1: I competed twice. I won uh, something called Miss Art Deco, which is uh, Miami Beach, essentially, Um, and South Florida. I won South Florida.
0: So a lot of USA... um, don't do local titles. So that's really awesome that your state has local titles. So that's pretty awesome. So, I mean, um, uh, I always find it, I I come from a very small state where it's everything is just assigned and then there's only the state pageant. So that's, it's still cool that you still have a, a local title and you get to represent that for the entire year. Um, and you get to represent the United, the USA system. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's, it's kind of training, you know, once you win your city and you see the taste of competition. If it's the first time, let's say you've never done any other pageant and you go into competing for your city, you already got a taste of that. And you see how it is in a smaller scale. So I think that it's only natural that your next step would be to go to the state pageants. I, I stand behind preliminaries so much because of that. I think it repairs the girl. I think it gives them a chance to adapt to their new lifestyle because it is a lifestyle.
0: I think locals are extremely important for people that may not be extremely wealthy too, because I think, I think that's a perfect opportunity for a small business to sponsor a young lady that may not have the money, so I I absolutely agree with you, and I think
1: that is a great point. You know, That's and
0: you know, I, I I think that the smaller states that just go straight to states really are missing the boat on giving an opportunity to like you could even, in my opinion, you could even say that you that you can't you can't make so much money. You could base it on on how much money your family makes and only allow people that are at certain dollar amounts to, so that you are mm-hmm. really helping um, someone that may not be able to to do well at the state level because of finances. So I, I agree with you completely.
1: Yeah, I definitely think more states should do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the fact that Florida was one of the states that, that would do that. And I, I like the, the old pageantries a lot. I think that... It, We've lost a little bit of that. Um, even in Miss U- Miss USA, or Miss Universe, the the ratings people are not into it. They don't they don't see the value of it anymore. And that's one of my main goals now when I teach girls. It's letting them know that this is this is really helpful for you for your career. Let me tell you, you put a girl that uh, does pageantry in an interview for any job against a girl that doesn't, and the girl that does pageants we'll do a way better interview because we are used to that.
0: Oh, I I mean, as a photographer, um, and I had mentioned to you in our private conversation that uh, this podcast is not focused on pageantry in any way, but I just happen to have more pageant contestants being more willing to um, talk about their experiences and give advice than perhaps my my cheerleaders, because they're just not in front of the, the mic or the camera as much. And it's a shame, but you're absolutely right. Um, someone that is trained in pageantry is, is much better off in the working world than someone isn't.
1: Yeah. And, and even, um, socially, socially, the confidence that is built and the way that these girls walk into a room, it's, like they're constantly competing, you
0: know, uh, in I, in real life. I, I don't disagree there. I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't turn down marrying a pageant girl. So confidence is. <laughs> I mean, I'm just be blunt about that. Confidence is a very important thing to my in my book too. So
1: you probably will. I mean, you're surrounded by a lot of beautiful women.
0: Well, you know, the way the rule goes too in life is that you don't. Um, you don't um, go to the bathroom. I'll say it the PC way. You don't go to the bathroom where you make money. So, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, there, I'm there. exactly. Um, so you did two years of that. Um, what was your next... Op- now, in the course of this, are you modeling too? How did you get into modeling?
1: So my director for my first pageant, he always jokes around that he discovered me... <laughs> Um, and he's a local designer, but he's helped me out a lot. And I've, I've grown, I've done South Florida fashion week. I, I've done a many swimsuit shows. I've done TV. Um, you know, I've done campaigns. So, I mean, I think it goes hand in hand. I've gotten the opportunities for modeling from pageantry because I've been known through it, you know, um, I don't think I would have the same experience in modeling if i wasn't doing pageantry
0: (laughs) do you think you have would have never can done any modeling if it wasn't for pageantry is pageantry because of you you have you because of model because of pageantry you have modeling and not vice versa uh
1: yeah i believe so like i said i wasn't into the whole lifestyle i just thought that it was vain so i don't think i would have ever on my own said hey i'm going to go cast for you know swim week I, i don't think i would have ever done that especially because runway and that moment in in a model's life those seconds that you're on the runway that's all they are seconds you know but like i said when you win a patent you have a full year so i think that i would have I would have been a little bit, um, not disappointed, but I think I would have been less wanting more out of that experience on its own.
0: And do you, do you believe that the confidence that you have right now is directly because of the pageantry, or do you think that you would have gotten to this point confident wise, if it was, if even, even if you didn't do pageantry and modeling?
1: That's a really hard question because I don't know if I would have ever seen myself as more than what uh, my bullies at the time in school, you know, when I was younger would say I was. I mean, listen, in elementary one time a kid told me that I shouldn't wear shorts because my legs were too skinny and I did not wear shorts until I was in high school. <laughs> I was so set on what they had said to me in elementary school and that shaped me, you know. So I don't think I would have ever broken out of my self-image, uh, negative self-image cage if it wasn't for pageantry.
0: It's amazing. The more and more I talk to people and they tell me their life experiences, that how just kids can be just so brutally. They just they say whatever is on top of their mind. They have no idea. Yeah. They have no concept that. That it truly is damaging, and that words really do play such a vital role, and that it, you know, that you'll you'll not buy an outfit because of a comment that is like made flippantly and probably never thought of again by that person, but it's let it's made such an indelible uh, impression onto your your psyche, which is just incredibly unbelievable but like because that person you know they probably said it because they were hitting on you because you know most most guys say really nasty things to girls when they are attracted to them which is ridiculous
1: (laughs) isn't that funny yeah exactly no but you're absolutely right And, and the funny thing is that i heard i forgot who i heard this from but they were saying how People can tell you a hundred times a day how pretty you look, but have someone tell you that something doesn't look good on you. And the whole day you'll be thinking about that one comment opposed to the hundred other positive ones.
0: Yeah. But I think it's
1: because it's, it's crazy how our minds work.
0: But I think that's also how women also strategize because from a male's perspective, um, there are certain times where Men blow that stuff off. So, like, I think that women do... Re- like, I know for a fact that women can recall um, a conflict years from, you know, <laughs> and bring it up. Um, the best um, representation is this, um, this YouTube show that I watch. And it has a Barbie doll. They use a real Barbie doll. And they use a Ken doll. And they literally go into the Barbie doll's head and she has everything properly organized and dated (laughs) with um, with the actual um, office cabinets, you know? And she pulls the (laughs) cabinet drawer out and she fuffles through all the the, um, vanilla folders and she pulls out that one argument and then she pulls it out and then she reads it right to her boyfriend. And I'm like, that is so like, that is exactly what I've seen in my entire life. You can see the eyes roll back in their head and be like, well, do you remember? <laughs> and I'm like, that's the perfect reference. I mean, because like, cause guys don't think that way. And like, they uh, the way they described it in the video is that the guy you go into the guy's head and like there's dust flying around and like <laughs> we're like staring at walls and trying to like throw darts at at, at other people's hands and like you know trying to blow <laughs> shit up, you know. And like the girls is all organized and properly, and ours has got like you know cobwebs everywhere. So
1: that's funny no i mean it's it's true i can vouch for that we we have selective memory sometimes
0: <laughs> well i don't think it's selective i think it's actually really detailed but like you can reference things that are just like out of the blue it's so it's so
1: but do you think we do that on purpose do you think we uh <laughs> i think it,
0: i i think for a lot of t- i'd like i i think like when it came to like maybe strategizing when it comes to like war or something like it like i think a woman would probably be a great um like strategize for like a war because uh, she could be like well you remember in this war we could do this and blah, blah, blah. because guys don't <laughs> think that way guys are very like analytical like we'll just we're just gonna like pile through this way and one um, you know and i i think that has to be what it was because like that trait you know it's really great to like like you like, if you can reference that, you shut down the argument. Like, you win the argument. Because, like, as for a guy, most guys can't have a comeback because you're just going to look, like, horrible. So you win that argument. Definitely.
1: No, right? I think sometimes we do um, – I know that I've done it, and I'm guilty of this, where let's say that you ignore a problem that I came home with from work. And I said, oh, you know, this this happened. And if you don't pay attention to me i'm like oh okay so next time when you come with me to with uh to me with the problem you know i might be a little bit dry and say mm-hmm. well you know you, you didn't listen to me so
0: i know <laughs> exactly your <a> medicine <laughs> exactly <laughs> hey no, you know it's funny. just it's that uh very interesting way of how um the two uh species work so i mean that's why the the book um Is it men are from Mars, women are from Venus, or do I have it backwards? No, you're right.
1: Women are from Venus. Yes. Yeah. So
0: um, I I I think that's uh, there are some valid points in that book. So.
1: So you let me ask you something because now that we're in this topic, I I think it's funny that uh, you said that you had judged pageants before, and as a judge. Um, I've been, you know, sometimes in pageantry, they pick the sponsors to, uh, be a judge. And then sometimes they pick people that know about pageantry. And I've seen the, what they look for in the girls is completely different men and women. The way that they think and they perceive a girl on stage can be night and day.
0: Well, that, that's what do you you look for? Well, that's really, I mean. I've had the opportunity as a photographer to work with the girls like in the field and like dealing with personal appearances. So, I, as sad as it is, I do have seen those people that are like try to act like they are the most innocent person on stage. And then you actually see that they're just really horrible people. And uh, it's hard to really determine in that short time frame. Um, if that person because and also Sarah, my opinion is like we you really because you're I love my state. I love my state. And I don't want personally, I don't want someone representing my state that one is a horrible person. Two, I also don't want someone who's not going to if they if they lose and they don't win their national title they're they're just going to put their title in their bag and never and never go to events after, you know. Oh yeah. And and that's a horrible thing because you're representing our state for twelve consecutive months, and I think it's important that you are just like a politician. You're out there really representing, and I understand that there's a mourning, um, mourning, um, of loss that you go through. So I try to, when I'm I'm looking at that person, you only get so many minutes, but I'm trying to figure out, is this person really going, you know, I usually do, I do ask them, like, are you committed for all 12 months? You know, it's usually a like kind of question I ask, like, you know, do you, you know, how much do you know about this state, you know? Because I don't want someone to represent my state and then they they don't know anything about it. Um, I always find it really weird when I have my acting friends and they want to be famous actors, but they don't know anything about the camera that's shooting the video or they don't know anything about the lights or they don't know um, what a Blu-ray is or like a DVD is. And I'm like, if you don't know that like your agent's gonna take you for as a chump or or you're not gonna know what you're gonna need to ask for because that's how you make money like so those are like those key things that like I try to draw in. but it's hard as a judge you only get sometimes less than five minutes so do you
1: find it that you you can see when a girl is telling you what you want to hear
0: Oh, yeah. You can totally, especially, like, they'll start flirting with you, and they'll start rolling their hair or flirting their eyelashes. So, (laughs) yeah. I hope that as I get older, I am 37, and I know I'm a chubby guy, so... I I know it, when they flirt with me it's not real flirting it's like just Oh a, come on. <laughs> so um I I so I'm hoping as I get older we'll get some real more feedback and like they won't play those they won't try that but yeah um it it happens sometimes. So um but to be honest like when I'm not a judge and I'm looking at the field it's really especially when it comes to USA you kind of know who's the top ten is going to be because it is still a competition. Like they, I mean, maybe some systems are on that way, not that way. But if you don't put any effort in your photo, and you don't putting effort in your outfit, like we're talking about your outfit for interview, still makes you know, like you were really fighting the idea that that you know a bad outfit you know could hold you down. So if you don't put any effort and you can't find enough money to buy an outfit. Then they're not going to be competitive from what I can, what I've seen. So, um, I I'm really usually good at picking the top ten, um, just pulling out a book. Um, so and maybe I'm just being cocky that way, but like I really do see it as a competition. So now, yeah, I don't know what your feeling is when it comes to the teen competitions, but usually teens are really like a a complete toss up because. Um, some people could come in with a random photo and and they literally lose an iPhone and they've never competed before and they win the title. I mean, I've seen that so many times. But when it comes to the Ms. Pacific category, I think you can tell who's the, going to be there. You can also look at the past year and judge who's returning too because the more that person is in the top three, top four, and they keep on returning... There's a better chance, you know, as the people that she couldn't get over, they get their title, and not to say it the, not to say this, but like, it's just a fact. When all mm-hmm. of the competition already won the title, you're the only one left over, so they just give it to you. You know. If, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say to say, but like that's why I like the idea of the person. Um, who holds the title, she wants to compete for it. Like if her, if the previous um, girls still aren't as better than her, you know, why should you have to give up your title? You know, you know, no,
1: it's, it's true. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of uh, pageant politics happening sometimes.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And uh, people don't understand the people that are watching it just as as spectators, you know, just watching this universe um, you know, some people say, "Well, you know, why did that girl that grows? It wasn't as pretty as so and so." And then I can look at it and be like, "Well, this, this, and that is happening." Blah 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 blah. And they they say, "Really? Do you think so?" And I say, "Yeah, pageant is politics, but with better looking people." <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hey, Jennifer, you're just ta- you're just speaking the truth, you know. Some people say it behind people's back, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is it is what it and. I don't like pageants like that, to be honest. Um, I think that the girl that worked harder, the, the girl that gave it her all, that left everything on that stage, the girl that you know really is in love with the message and what they represent, that girl should win. Doesn't matter if she, it's her first time competing or it doesn't matter if you know it's her third time competing. If you are showing up, for the event, if you are giving it your all and you're taking it serious and you came to compete, then I think that you, you deserve it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, and I see that happen where a girl maybe was a first runner up and she came back to the pageant and you, you know, there's a girl that's better than her, but she's the last year's runner up. So they give it to her.
0: Yeah, I, I know. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's uh. It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough... End. Sorry, you're going to hear my dog barking
0: in the background. <laughs> it's okay. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443 422 Three eight three zero. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. So I would be completely um, ignorant if I didn't mention um, the fact that you're now training people um, both to be a model now and also in the pageant industry. So why don't you tell our uh, lovely guests, um, lovely, uh, listeners, uh, all about that?
1: Well, um, I work for an academy that trains girls in show business and, and boys too, of course. Um, we work with local TV shows, um, and you know, if they have maybe, a. A show that they need extras for. Sometimes we take our girls. We work with several agencies as well. Um, but we train the girls. And I have, I work every Saturday. I have maybe two hour slots with each group. And I do master classes, I do boot camps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing, of course, Zoom classes now online because of coronavirus. <laughs> but um, I teach them everything that I know. And I try to work from the inside out. I think it's very important, especially because things are changing in the industry so much. And we have lost that. Like I was saying, we have lost that uh, energy of training ourselves mentally and emotionally. And we just think that, you know, runway is everything or just the outfit is everything. So I I really try to mold them.
0: Well, I agree with you because if they don't love themselves, that's going to be easily seen in the judges. If, they don't and if they don't feel comfortable that's going to come off really easily so
1: yeah yeah i have teenagers i have adults and my youngest one is actually two years old i
0: have
1: a two-year-old student
0: so how how does that work how does what what are you helping because sometimes two-year-olds really don't comprehend like so are you doing more like physical things with her when it comes to like maybe just her pose or something
1: yeah, I work on her posing. Um, her mom is usually in the classes with us because as a two-year-old, like you said, they and they lose uh, attention very easily. They get tired very easily. Now, surprisingly, this two-year-old is very much in love with the industry. Uh, she wasn't the original target for the classes. It was her brother. But she would go and watch him and she just started picking it up so her parents were just like hey you take control of this situation and she's amazing she takes cues very well Um, she's starting to speak a lot more now Um, so it's you know every day is different with her some days are great and some days are not so great No,
0: maybe a future Miss Florida there right
1: there you go or Miss Universe you never know
0: right exactly (laughs) why why set the bar so so low right
1: there you go. Yeah. So that's what I hope for all my students. Really. Oh, yeah, that they can be the best. I, I tell them, hey, listen, because you know when they grow up watching you or they they start getting to know you, my teenage students, they they say things like, oh, I want to be like you. And I always tell them, no, 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 I want you to be better than me, <laughs> better than me, just because now you have the experience, my experience, my tips. Plus the experiences that you're gonna live, so you can only be better at that point.
0: Well, I mean, I always find that as someone who's a great coach, only wants them to do better. So that just shows how, so shows how great you are because you want them to do better than you are. So,
1: aw, thank
0: you. I mean, that's That's I mean that most most parents that are really great parents have that same mindset too. You know, you don't want them to just. Um, puddle along at the same opportunities that that you have you want them to to go way above you you know
1: yeah definitely and like I was saying you know when we started talking I said that there's certain opportunities that some girls can have that others don't and when I started you know like I mentioned I had no guidance at all and if somebody was teaching me the things that I teach my students today I think my experiences would have been a lot smoother (laughs)
0: Well, do you think that what you're instilling in your students is game-changing from just a standpoint where they're going to be able to find a job and be successful? Or do you think that that's not the end goal? The end goal is be successful in in the um, entertainment industry.
1: No, I think that it would help them be successful anywhere. I teach them, there's days that... I tell them, hey, today we're not gonna do any walking, and then they get bummed out at first, you know, because they all want to walk and put on their heels. Um, but sometimes I say, hey, let's just watch these girls give interviews, you know, supermodels. Let's let's watch them on, you know, any talk show and see their body language, see how they behave, and see what they're doing on the outside. Um, you have models like Carly Kloss, you know, that they're she's considered one of the smartest models in the industry, you know, and and it's just amazing that they can see that you can be pretty you can live out your barbie dreams you know dress up play dress up great but also take something else with you that's going to make you an entrepreneur someday you
0: know well i think that that's the most important thing is that if you're able to give them skills that they may not have and they do better that that's the most important thing right
1: yeah and it's attractive i think that it's it's very attractive to um, not only romantically, but even as friendships or in your circle, the more you work on yourself, the more you are going to attract quality people around you. And I think we all want to have that.
0: Well, I, I, I believe in that. I think that you, you, your natural aura attracts you to people that are like-minded, and that you naturally gravitate to people that you find that are like-minded. So I think that's just a normal human trait that you know, we try to find people that have the same um beliefs and um culture and and so on and so on that makes us feel like a family.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and for instance like with you, you're doing this podcast and you have tons of guests and I always tell my students and my my clients you have to work on you and and give people a reason to want to get to know you. I mean, how, how hard would I make, uh, you know, this podcast for you if I gave you yes and no answers throughout the whole time that we're talking? It would uh, be a nightmare. I've,
0: I've, I've been through a couple of those. Oh,
1: no. Don't. I feel bad.
0: Um, I'm thankful that the ones that I have, I by the time – the time the interview got over that they got the concept that we need to be more, um, diverse of and, um, and more, um, detailed on the, the answering of the question I asked. So, so they, they yeah. got, they got the hint after a while.
1: I, like I told you, I was nervous. I've never done a, done a, podcast before i've always done scripted questions like this is what i'm gonna ask you this is what we're gonna talk about but i i like the energy that it's a conversation and you can really see somebody's personality in that
0: absolutely i mean to be honest the industry that you're in and the amount of information i mean Mm -hmm. i think you should do a podcast and i mean i would encourage you to um do that i mean it does not take that much effort i put a little bit more time into um, editing it but if you wanted to just put out something really real and gritty and you know you could just record it and then put it out you wouldn't have to do any so I mean and I think that you know I think people would find you I mean I'm starting to build an audience I I have um, about 150 consists of people that listen to me and then I have 35 followers on YouTube so you know, i'm starting to 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 really build an audience there so
1: well you're gonna have to give me some tips if i ever do
0: oh yeah of course yeah
1: you're gonna have to teach me y- um, but no, y- you have you're my gonna, number I so. you're have, yes i think you're gonna have a lot more i think that what you're doing is great and well, thank you. you know i've seen that you have all kinds of people come on here and i appreciate that i I I like the atmosphere and I like the way that you do things. I think you have a great energy to you.
0: Oh, I appreciate I, I, I appreciate you. <laughs> well, no, I pre. Well, I I, I I don't get that a lot, and I um I thank you for um the compliment. Um, I, I'm very blunt. I I use this to advertise my business, and um I really am trying to to make money. Um, but if I can also um help people to get their name out there and also, um, provide an outlet that they may not have, um, by themselves, I'd be happy to do so. So if it's a, if, if I can make money and also help you, I think that's, that there's, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. So
1: thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm definitely, you know, I told my students that I was going to be doing a podcast and they're excited to hear it.
0: (laughs) Well, um, tell them that you know the interview went great and um i'm sure that um they're gonna just be so thrilled to listen to their uh teacher so
1: thank you so so much
0: well thank you jennifer for coming on the show and i appreciate your time
1: thank you for having me and i hope to do this again soon
0: (laughs) oh of course thank you so much jennifer for coming on the show i I am so thankful for the opportunity to interview you. It's always great to interview more and more great people around this world. And it just shows that you don't need to live in Maryland or live in Alaska or Florida or whatever. Um, there are amazing people all around the world. And I thank you for coming on the show. Your background um Growing up in another country and then coming here and being able to adapt, that's incredible. And then being able to win your first pageant, talk about uh, kudos to that, um, that that's a big thing. And then going on to work in an agency and help people to do the same, that's incredible. Um, I really encourage you guys to reach out to Jennifer and hire her for your beat to be, let her coach you. And I think she'd be a real benefit And I really encourage Jennifer to continue competing. And I hope that she does go on to um, compete in Galaxy or the Miss Latino Galaxy pageant. So um, good luck to her. And thank you for being on the show. Don't forget, everyone, we have two shows on this channel. One is the podcast, which you're listening to, which is the Total Focus podcast. But we also have our movie breakdown show called The Movie Breakdown with my co-host, Elon Carho. (laughs) Yvonne Carlos so I really appreciate you guys digging and listening to our movie breakdown and I appreciate you giving us really valuable criticism and feedback please I would highly encourage you to consider giving us a thumbs up on YouTube and I appreciate you giving some feedback and and ringing that door that bell on YouTube and don't forget This show is both on YouTube and on iTunes. And as always, please stay tuned.